This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NCSU. These students are low-income and first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has a 10% graduation rate. Here at NC State, these students have a graduation rate of over 90% and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. Some have even earned PhDs at Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to attain their eminent goals. We are here with Kalisha Clark, and she is an alum of Student Support Services at NC State. And do you want to tell us about yourself, Kalisha? Sure. Yeah, so my name is Kalisha Clark. I am a graduate of NC State. I'm currently getting a master's degree in fisheries, wildlife, and conservation biology at NC State. I grew up in Lexington, North Carolina, about two hours away from Raleigh. Okay, good, good, good. And so we are here to talk to Kalisha about money. She's the master of money. It's pretty impressive what she's done and um, all the people that she helps and she does workshops for us and everybody loves her and finds that you're actually more helpful than anybody else on campus. Wow, <laughs> I had not heard that until this point. That's very flattering. Yay. I just kind of am self-taught, um, got some help from some friends along the way, but that means a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, um, she actually was just recently interviewed by um, NPR, National Public Radio, um, regarding, was it student loan? It was actually um, my experience on government, like with government Social, programs. Yeah. yeah, they had a, a part of the weekend edition on Saturday talking about people's experiences with government programs. So I shared my experience growing up on Medicaid and um, food stamps with oh, them. Okay. It's very brief, but. Yeah, what did you share? I just said, you know, I, I answered a few questions, but the snippet that they ended up using you know, really talked about how I firmly believe I would not be the person that I am and I would not be where I am today if I hadn't received the assistance from those programs. I really think they allowed my family to focus on getting me money for extracurriculars or field trips or, you know, club dues and stuff like that. And I also talked about the stigma that's associated with those programs. A lot of people have a negative, um, you know, look at people who are on those programs and I really emphasize those programs are a hand up not a handout which mm -hmm. is really important to me mm -hmm. yeah no that's great that's great because that's what's hard in my role is when people who would benefit them see it as a stigma mm -hmm. and realizing that the small portion of money which usually is $160 a month for an individual college student here in Wake County and how much that can help with stress. You don't have to worry about food all the time, mm -hmm. maybe improve quality of food. Absolutely. Um, you know, some of the food that's best for you is, is often pricey. Um, mm -hmm. And $160 is more than I spent in a month, um, you know, on myself in undergrad when I was paying for my own groceries. So that can go a long way and that can really, you know, people, when they have lots of food options in their life, they don't think about the stress of not having it. But, you know, being food insecure is, is something that, it impacts every aspect of your day and every aspect of your life so there's really no shame in getting those programs if you qualify for them and you truly need them right right and we'll get on to other things but the other piece of that is the the assistance that you received for food stamp snap benefits 
you are now probably, you've actually probably already exceeded that amount in paying taxes, income taxes. Yeah, that's actually another thing that I... taxes. Yeah, that's another thing I said in the, in the NPR interview, which they didn't use um, everything. But I said, you know, people who receive those... Um, that government assistance, whether it's Medicaid or food stamps or similar programs, they, once they can get on their feet with the help of those programs, then their tax dollars are paying back into them. And I said, I'm happily paying my tax dollars for that. That is (laughs) something that I am very happy that my money goes to. So... Right, right. And there's not many people that enjoy paying taxes. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the day when I make more money and can pay more taxes Mm -hmm. because it helps more people and Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah, excellent, Kalusha. So why we want to talk to um, Kalisha and why we have Kalisha still involved in student support services on campus so much is the transformation of how she managed her money. So your experiences with money as a child growing up versus your experiences now with money. So when you were a child, your um, father literally lived in a camper with no water or electricity and now you're a homeowner. Yeah, it's been quite a transformation, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you describe that? Um, well, I guess the transformation itself I would describe as obviously like a, a 180, um, but also recognizing that that transformation took a lot of hard work and it took a lot of dedication. And ultimately, it took a lot of asking for help. Um, I know that people are really hesitant to um, ask for help and that is ultimately when you're in situations like you know those that me and my family were in you have to sometimes ask for help and you know I'm happy to say not only am I a homeowner but my mom has a full-time job my dad is not he lives in a house he doesn't live in a camper anymore Um, you know things are looking up for our entire family and that you know just goes to show those programs really benefit people right exactly so beginning your experience like your relationship with money what did you learn about managing money as a child well like a high school yeah so I got my first job right after I guess maybe six months after I was 16 I worked at Sonic and most people don't know that um, at Sonic you're supposed to tip your car hop so my paychecks were very small because I didn't receive much tips and you know I wasn't working full-time or anything because I was in school so I would get small paychecks, and I just remember, I vaguely remember, um, not even vaguely, sorry, I clearly remember, <laughs> clearly remember um, sitting in my chemistry class and my friend Ashley saying, um, oh, you know, you can't just spend your paycheck every time you get it. You know, you should save it. You should, you know, figure out what you need and what you want and that sort of thing. And that was really my first experience with, wow, why did no one ever teach me this? Something I never really thought about. And ever since then... Um, Well, I've worked ever since then, so, you know, I've made money ever since then. And I just am very diligent with, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, what am I using it for. Um, And even, you know, hopefully, obviously one day I'll be making more money than I make now as a grad student. But even at that point, I don't think there's ever going to be a time in my life where I um, don't really think about my money, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's one of the number one mistakes that people make is not being aware yes you know and just kind of like oh I don't know where that went (laughs) right yeah you you have to know what's coming in and out um Mm -hmm. to truly 
you know, monitor your finances. Now, how do you monitor your finances? How do you keep track? So I personally use an Excel um, sheet. That is just what I started with, and I love it because I can kind of make it anything and everything that I want. But a lot of people also use apps like Mint. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other similar you know, apps or programs out there that can really um, help you monitor your money. And if you're not sure where to start, I always tell people, take a notebook or do it on your computer, your phone, in the notes app, and just write down everything you spend for a whole month. And that's mm-hmm. going to show you where your money's going and, you know, where you need to make changes. And I think a lot of people, especially my age, they tend to spend a lot of money on going out and mm-hmm. they don't realize it till it's all added up. But I personally use a calculated Excel sheet that's color coded and has formulas built in. So anytime I change one thing, it all adjusts. And I open that spreadsheet multiple times a day. I'm always looking at it. Okay, good. That's good to know. Because when I work with students, a lot of them say they don't need money management because they never have any money to manage. But you obviously were in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even if that's the claim, I would say, well, at some point you'll have money to manage, more money (laughs) to manage. So now's a great time to learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they're saying, well, I don't have a lot of money, well, maybe you have more money than you think and you're spending it on things you don't need or spending it Mm on, you know, like frivolous things and you know, you can really, we all have our vices, you know, lots mm-hmm. of people like to go get coffee every day or, you know, you're, I don't know, getting a donut every day or, you know, there's a long list of things. But um, when you are aware of those habits, you can really figure out, okay, first of all, is this a habit that is healthy for my spending? Is this a habit I want to keep, you know, doing? And what can I do to mitigate this, this, you know, habit? I always tell people, I use the example of like Starbucks or here on campus, Port City Java. And um, I say, well, look, if you're spending $3 a day for coffee, why don't you invest in a coffee mug that's insulated? It'll keep your coffee warm and brew it at home. You know, you can save a lot of money doing that, but you really have to understand what are your spending habits and where can you cut those corners and where can you make those changes? Right, right. So as a low income student, where you were on a you know very low um what do I want to say pay grade yeah you know you had you didn't have a lot of money coming in so what was some things that you um cut out like where did you so I did not go out a lot Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends who would say, hey, let's go to the movies. And I'd say, sorry, I can't do it. Either I'm between paychecks or this paycheck I didn't get enough hours. And sometimes they'd say, oh, I'll pay for you. And me with my pride, I'd say, no, thanks. You know, let's just go another time. Um, I did a lot of things myself. I also shopped secondhand a lot. Mm-hmm. Close to campus, there is an Uptown Cheapskate. That's great for clothes shopping. There's also a Dollar Tree really close, which was mm-hmm. not here when I was an undergrad. And the Dollar Tree is a great place. You can get lots of affordable groceries that are good quality. People want to, you know, underscore it because it's a dollar store, but they have some good stuff. I've bought plenty of groceries there. And um, furniture, you know, there's a lot of undergrads who, close to the end of their undergrad career, they want to move off campus and they may not have the option to live in a place that's furnished for them. I got a lot of my furniture secondhand. I spent $100 on an Ashley couch that came from the Habitat for Humanity Restore. And mm-hmm. especially there's a lot of restores in Wake County, so you have a lot of options and, you know, there's a lot of goodwills and, and things like that. And 
Um, you can definitely make you know make do with what you have but I definitely I entertained it myself in a lot of just watching tv at home or you know spending time you know game nights with friends at home and stuff like that I did not go out a lot and even now when I have you know a little bit higher of an income I still don't go out that much because it's just something that especially if you tell yourself I really deserve this which not saying you don't but it's very easy for you to overspend and really um you know move away from your budget, which is not what we want when we're learning how to manage our finances. Mm -hmm. And even managing, like scheduling in your entertainment based upon the nights that it's cheaper. Absolutely. You know, some theaters have, um, like a theater I used to work at when I was in um, high school and undergrad, they had $5 Tuesdays. So all movies all day were $5 except for 3D movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Regal Cinemas, which are close by, they have uh, student discounts Monday through Thursday. And um, you can join their app. I know I have their app. And you can get points every time you go to redeem it for stuff. That is a great way to really up your entertainment game. Lots of uh, places have that. Coupons for everything. We have a go-to Mexican restaurant, and they almost always have coupons on their website. And they also have a feature where you can check in with your phone number every time you go. And after the Mm -hmm. 10th check-in, you get, you know, a discount. So look into those things and... They can also really help you. If you're the entertainment type, you really like going out, you can just make a few small changes to make it more frugal. Right, right. What are other apps that you recommend? Retail Me Not. I use that a lot on the computer, but they do have a phone app as well. And um, we like to eat pizza like once a week. (laughs) (laughs) And we always eat Papa John's just because it's what's closest and what we like the most. And with the Papa John's website or app, you know, you make a free account and you get points every time you order a pizza. So what we do is we use a 50 or 40% off, sometimes 25%, but usually we have 40 or 50% um, percent off coupon. So we end up getting a large pizza for like 10 bucks. We pick it up. We don't deliver because it's like a, two miles away and that's like $3 if you're, you know, it doesn't seem like a much, $12 a month, but that's $12 I could go in your gas tank or go towards your groceries or whatever. Right. $12 could get yourself into a movie for sure. Um, and on top of that, we have the points. And so every so many points, you can redeem it for different, you know, pizzas or desserts or whatever. Um, what else do I use? Groupon's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Groupon mm-hmm. is not only great for yourself, but if you need to buy gifts for people, it's a great place to go. Right, right. Oh, now, how do you do couponing? Because I know a lot of people think that's like they don't have the time. It's too confusing. Who wants to buy an actual newspaper? Yeah, <laughs> so there's a few ways. You know, I, I was into it really hard in undergrad for a little while, but now being a grad student, I'm pretty busy. So I actually, like, I have the valid excuse that, oh, I don't have time, you know. But, um, again, checking the websites for the places that you're looking at. You know, if you have a, a restaurant, like especially a local restaurant, they're much more likely to have coupons or promos. Um And then what about groceries? Yeah, so there's a great website called coupons.com. It's Mm -hmm. free. All you have to do is um, you add this little extension to your browser that allows it to print your coupons. And they have a lot of great coupons that you just print to your computer and, you know, you're from your computer. You can even print from your phone and use those. Mm -hmm. And um, I have used many of those coupons. On top of that, if you or, you know, your family shops at a wholesale store like BJ's or Costco, they send out booklets or have them in the store that have you know specific to that store you know coupons and that can really help if you're paying $15 for paper towels for the next three months and you can get like a $3 off coupon that really that goes a long way Mm -hmm. um you don't have to buy the newspaper there are lots of coupons online and digital coupons that can 
do the same job. Yeah, because I also, you know, it's once you find out when they, the store kind of publishes the coupons for the week, which mm-hmm. I think like for Food Lion, it's on Wednesdays. Or Sounds here. about right. Usually it's Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Yep. So then you just put that in your calendar. You check it, see yeah. if it's anything that you need. Yeah, um, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up Harris Teeter. I don't shop much at Harris Teeter, but I do sometimes when they have, like, really great deals that are better than the store where I regular shop, which is Aldi. Mm-hmm. And I have a Vic card with Harris Teeter. It's, like, their loyalty card. And they actually have eVic coupons that are loaded straight onto your card based on your kind of purchasing habits. And all you do is you buy the product. You know, you'll get an email about what your eVic coupons are. You buy the product, you scan your card, and then it's automatically taken off. And Food Lion, I know they have those great little kiosks as you come in. You scan your MVP card, and again, based on your spending habits, it's going to spit out a whole sheet of coupons that you can use straight at the store. And so a lot of companies are trying to make it easier to do those promos. So. Right, right. And I know with Harris Teeter, they actually have a college student discount. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. So you sign in, you sign up at the courtesy desk. Oh. And it's, I'm not sure if it's like 2% off of all your purchase, like your That's entire That's a big purchase. amount, though, yeah. when you're purchasing hundreds of dollars of groceries. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So you can, um, yeah, I don't think they advertise it yeah, that much, not. obviously. <laughs> but I, it's on their website. So then you just go to the courtesy desk and sign up for that. Yeah. And I'll even add to that you know if couponing isn't your thing you try it out it doesn't work um just shopping ads is important you know the stores publish their ads Harris Teeter has some really great buy two get three free promos we do that for shredded cheese we do it for like pastas things that we're going to always need and use and it comes out really affordable those ads are going to show you what's you know on sale what's a special what's maybe a seasonal thing and it really comes in handy and if you're not afraid to shop multiple stores which i recommend highly to save the most money um you know it can it can really help you dictate which store you should buy what from Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah excellent excellent now where did you learn all of this you know i can't even tell you 100 percent for certain um i think i learned a lot at well I learned some of couponing from the TLC show, Extreme Couponers. Like, that's what actually introduced me to it. And then, you know, I did my own research. I will give a shout-out to the Coupon Hubby. He has a website, Mm -hmm. thecouponhubby.com. And he actually um, really explained the basics to me of couponing, how to go about it, how to get started, kind of what you need to know, and really made it a lot less intimidating. Mm -hmm. As far as shopping ads and that sort of thing, I really just figured that out on my own with a little bit of help from my mom. But Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of college kids, when they come to college and they're shopping for groceries for the first time for themselves, they start to realize, oh my gosh, groceries are much more expensive Mm -hmm. than I thought. So um, yeah, you just kind of figure it out as you go and Luckily, there's this wonderful thing called the internet and mm-hmm. YouTube. I use so much YouTube to like to learn things. I, I use YouTube a lot, mm-hmm. and um, it's really helpful. There are several YouTubers who will explicitly tell you, okay, here's the product I bought from, say, for example, Dollar General. And for this product, I used a Dollar General coupon, which you get by signing up and becoming a member. Um, and I also used a manufacturer's coupon which is you know made by the manufacturer of the product or sent out by the manufacturer of the product and in almost every store you can combine a store coupon so a coupon that's exclusively for dollar general with a coupon that's exclusively for manufacturer you know a manufacturer's mm-hmm. coupon 
and they'll say, I got this manufacturer's coupon from coupon.com, or I got it out of the insert in the newspaper. This is the insert I got it you know, out of, and this is how much the price ended up being. So they take all the guesswork out mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm. and you know, you just got to figure out the rhythm that works for you. But um, the Coupon Hubby definitely is a good place to start. He has a Facebook page where he shares stuff, too. And he shares other things, too, not just regular, like, grocery things, but say there's a restaurant that's having, like, a... Um, I don't know, half off an entree when you spend this much money. You know, he'll post those things regularly there, too. So it's a really good place to start. That's definitely um, where I started learning the basics. Yeah, so nobody has to figure this out on their own. Absolutely not. Not at all. No, there are so many resources out there. If you kind of just take it upon yourself and you don't use those resources, you're making it way harder. Right. And it can be really intimidating on its own. So the guesswork's already done. You don't have to do it. I highly (laughs) recommend, you know, using those resources. Right, right, exactly. Because what do you think was the the biggest financial mistake you've made? Because you sound almost perfect (laughs) in doing everything. But to um, let everybody know that. It's not all roses. Yeah. Um, let me think for a minute because I'm sure they're in there. Like, do you have a regret? Like, kind of afterward, you were like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm, so there's one, I don't know if I'd really say it was a regret. A regret. Yeah. When I was in between junior and senior year, I did a research position in Arizona. It was a paid, like, temporary um, position where I assisted a graduate student on her research for her thesis. And I, you know had to pay for my plane tickets out there but I was being paid and I was being paid like nine something an hour which is really good for that kind of work and I went to Arizona and I stayed for 12 days and I had to come home um to see my younger sister graduate high school and then turn around and fly back three days later so I ended up spending like a thousand dollars on airfare so I wish I would have just said hey I know this is less ideal but can I just come a little bit later because otherwise I'm going to spend five hundred dollars on airfare that I don't really need um so that's kind of a regret you know I feel like people sometimes um have a hard time standing up for themselves and like I wouldn't even say I needed to stand up for myself I never even asked the 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 grad student and she was wonderful the grad student I worked with so I I'm sure she would have it probably wouldn't have been ideal but she probably would have been like okay you know we'll make it work if it's Mm -hmm. really that big of a deal Mm -hmm. so like you can bring up things to a supervisor having to do with financial constraints yeah yeah like they probably understand they're not gonna especially since she was a grad student at the time she still is actually she's getting a PhD now so um her of all people I'm sure she would have understood um, Mm -hmm. especially since I was flying out from across the country um, and you know it just I think that would have saved me some money in the long you know I mean $500 can go a long way when you don't have much money so Mm -hmm. that would have Mm -hmm. been nice yeah because I I know it's and even I'm in the position where if it's a the reason I can't do something is I don't have the money to do this Mm -hmm. it is embarrassing you know know, and you're not sure how people are gonna react absolutely but 90 percent of the time somebody the person you're talking to has financial constraints too or has had them in the past yeah right who would totally understand yeah and the other thing I'd say that I kind of regret looking back on things is after my freshman year of college I wish I would have worked harder to apply for more scholarships Mm -hmm. you know I came into undergrad with three scholarships that um you know equaled I think like $2,800 so not a lot Mm -hmm. but it did it did help absolutely and then I did get like a $100 scholarship from a club that I was in Roots and Shoots when I was 
in undergrad, which helped to pay for some books. And, you know, people might say, $100, that doesn't do anything. It sure does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. um, but I wish I would have worked harder to find scholarships during the rest of my undergrad career. I think it really, really would have been helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because actually we know um, is that some of these scholarships only have a few people actually apply. Mm-hmm. So some of the private ones that are very specific to, you know, women studying wildlife, mm-hmm. they literally need more people to yeah. to apply. So yeah. it's like searching for that yeah, and being very specific. Yeah, I just really think that, you know, I got caught up in my studies, but I should have reminded myself, look, set aside an hour twice a week, you know, two hours once a week to search for scholarships and apply for scholarships because this is something that is just as important as my coursework. Well, and that's the thing is the investment of four hours, which may translate into five grand. Mm -hmm. That's where... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a a big payoff. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Now, what's the best decision you've made so far? Hmm. The, the smartest thing you've done financially? Well, I think one of the smartest things I did was I moved off campus and lived with roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't want to move off campus because they think it's more expensive, but in the long run, usually ends up being more affordable, especially if you live with roommates. If you live by yourself in an apartment, it can be a little pricier, and I did that my last year for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that was probably one of the really good decisions I made. I was able to split my groceries. I only cooked a few times a, a, week, a week. You know, we took turns. And, um, yeah, that was a really good thing. I think another thing I did, which is really minor, is I joined the State Employees Credit Union. Mm-hmm. Um, as a NC State student who was working for the university through my work-study job, I qualified to join, and I left my other bank. And the credit union, the only fee you have is a $1 fee every month that actually goes toward a foundation, like, scholarship for them. And it only comes out of a checking account, so $12 a year is not that bad. And because they're a credit union, they are not out to profit off of you and mm-hmm. your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my car loan through them and my mortgage loan through them and have pretty low interest rates, especially being young and having a pretty short credit history thus far. So those are um, probably the two of the big decisions I made that were really good. Right, because I even think their credit card is a much lower interest rate. I think it is, yeah. And unfortunately, I did not get a credit card through them because I applied and they said, well, you just don't have enough credit and um, you're going to have to have a cosigner and that wasn't an option. So I did Mm -hmm. get a credit card through another bank. um, And the only way I firmly believe I got that was because I knew somebody who was a banker, who was was banking there and had a good relationship with the bank. And they said, hey, this is somebody who is like a daughter to me, which really... I was I'd only known her for like two weeks I was staying with her so when I went to Arizona like I talked about earlier um one of the techs the other girls doing research as an undergrad Mm -hmm. she invited me to stay the night with her family once or twice while we were when we had our breaks um from research because at that point we we didn't have housing we had to I had to pay for a um hostel during the off peaks and um after the first night, her family asked if I wanted to stay there the whole time free of charge, which was so nice. So shout out to the Maram's family. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to the bank once. They had to do something. And she said, look, this is Callie. She really needs a 
credit card. Do you think you could get her approved for something? And he got me approved for $500 right then and there, which was a huge accomplishment. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. And now I have like a $1,500 credit limit. So it really has helped to build my credit and, um, you know, it's kind of helped a lot. Right. Now, that's a major thing, too, is how does a 20-year-old build credit? Like, how did you do that? I mean, to get a house mortgage. Yeah, so I think the credit card helped a lot. Um, you, They look at, when you're doing credit, with credit cards, it really looks at utilization. So um, what percent of your total limit are you using? And you want to try to usually keep that pretty low. But you also don't want it to be zero all the time because that's not showing them anything. And you want to make sure you're making payments regularly. That includes your um, your credit card. What I did a lot of times was I used my credit card for gas and groceries, which I knew I already had money for. And I'd pay them off before I, I was going to get interest day. charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, most of those places... I say most, but I know a lot of them. They offer interest-free for the first 12 or 18 months, and that's how mine was. Um, and if you have roommates and your the bills are in your name, for example, or um, you know you have a, a, a rent that's in your name to like a company, then those things are really going to help. But it is a slow process. If your parents didn't put you on a card that they had when you were in high school. You know, you're kind of starting a little later than some other kids who might have gotten a head start. But it's not impossible. I think my credit score now is like just breached 800, maybe seven, like high 700s. Well, and that's great for your age bracket. Yeah. Because I think um, before 30, it's in the 600s. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can do is get uh, an account at creditkarma.com. It's Mm -hmm. free, absolutely free. And it shows you, here's your score, like your credit report card, and here's what you have an F in, and here's why you have it. And I will say what kind of stinks a lot is... Your student loans, if you have some, they do count against you, even though they're not being expected to be paid on until you graduate. So that kind of stinks. But, you know, you just got to remember that you'll pay on those and it'll get taken care of once you graduate. But it'll show you everything that is contributing to your credit score and what you can do. But you have to be careful because they will also offer you specials that like you qualify for a lot of those are like capital one and you know not to say capital one is bad but you really have to be fully informed about the cards their interest rates and you know discover i think really preys upon college kids a lot Mm -hmm. discover Mm -hmm. has high interest rates and not even every business takes them Um, i worked at the movie theater a movie theater that did not accept discover cards so Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to look at what's out there and don't just necessarily take the first credit card offer that's extended to you just because you think it's the only one you'll get and also recognize that when you apply for those things they do a credit pool and that shows up you know when they pull your credit that shows up on your credit score so if you did a credit pool and you didn't get approved for the credit card, I would wait just a little while, let it kind of, you know, clear off or whatever. Because if you're getting a lot of pulls and you're not getting a lot of approvals, it's going to kind of send a negative flag, you know, or a red flag up to whatever else is, is pulling your credit. So, mm-hmm. And with the State Employees Credit Union, they'll... Um, check your credit score for free every year. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I think they, you know, obviously as a courtesy to the members, but also to help you manage because of, Mm -hmm. like, um, identity fraud. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So even people who think they have no credit score, 
you may have a credit score because someone else is using stuff yeah. in your name. So that's why it's like even if you don't have a credit card, you need to check it. Yeah, absolutely. You do need to be a, a aware. Um, you need to be aware of what is on there. You know what could be counting against you. Um, yeah, I had one student where. Um, debt from his father who was deceased was on his credit report. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so he just did a like an appeal and they took it off within a month. Yeah. But that was you know, if he hadn't checked it. Yeah, it could have sat on there for a long time and mm-hmm. could have gotten worse. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good to know those things. And again, um, you know, the Credit Karma I've been using for years, and it is absolutely free. You don't have to have a card to sign up. They have an app. And I actually filed my taxes with Credit Karma this year for free, 100% free. So oh, that wow. was a new program. So income taxes mm-hmm. through creditkarma.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good experience. So Yeah, good for you. That's good to know. Because mm-hmm. I know with um, a lot of programs have they'll file free federal if you make like under 50 grand or something yeah like and that. then you still get stuck paying the state, state and right. i will say the one thing that i don't necessarily like as much about the credit union i did go um once uh to get my taxes prepared by them and they were going to basically say that like all of my financial aid was counting toward my income which i could see how it does that but at the same time i wasn't making forty thousand dollars a year there's no you know or twenty thousand thirty thousand um and that would have basically taken away all of my income taxes and Mm -hmm. i spoke with someone who you know, prepared my taxes. I said, no thanks, I don't want you to do it. And I said, is this, am I like breaking the law? And she said, no, you don't, you don't have to do it like that. They were doing it in a way that was going to hurt you more than was going to help you. So, so, I mean, that's the other thing of advocating for yourself. Yeah. If it's not what you want to hear, yeah. like, you know, you didn't want to hear, you owe this amount of yeah, money. Yeah, I was like, no way. Yeah. And then you can go check it out elsewhere. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Thank you for joining Kalisha and I on Beyond the Bell Tower. Keep listening to the second part of our conversation in the next episode. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.